I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. Welcome to episode 14 of the Talking with Giants podcast. We've two wins to report on this week. Two wins. How will our man Jake Rowlands take to such heady podcasting times? With Jake is a man who never stopped believing that better times would be around the corner. It's Nathaniel Wood. How are you doing, gents? Yeah, good. Good. How are you, Matt? I'm not bad. I, I, I had to suffer the ignominy of uh, being pied off by Big G yesterday. Um, so, uh, you know, I've, I've lifted myself up off the floor and, uh, I'm here to podcast with you guys. Um, yeah, he, um, I went to the front, went with my little, took my three-year-old to his first game, the first Giants game yesterday and, uh, took him to the front. He had some good fist bumps with, with the players. He loved that. You know, and that's the, one of the great things rugby league does, isn't it? You know, how you have the rugby league family and he managed to, uh, you know, get a couple of fist bumps with Leroy and Luke Yates and stuff. And then. Tried to take a picture with Big G, but I don't think he heard me. So I lined up the photo and he just walked off behind us. <laughs> so he must, he must have heard my voice and thought, that's that knob from the podcast. I'm out of here. So <laughs> I'm blaming Jake. <laughs> so how are you guys doing then? Uh, what do you reckon to yesterday? So 18 nil down early doors. Um, looked a bit of a tough one, didn't it? But fantastic. Come on. You know, we got back, as you always say, Nate, we got back in the arm wrestle uh, and we, we, we sort of, slowly got back into the game took over and uh and it ended up being a decent performance uh that early start aside do you reckon that yeah probably the worst possible start you can get um for a real game he's kicked charged down and i know a lot of people probably critical that he held on and got himself simming but i think if you speak to any of the lads and speak to most rugby league players they'd rather have done that and got simming and back themselves to defend with 12 men you know, keep it nil nil rather than concede and go six nil down and be playing thirteen versus thirteen and yes, we got Simbin and then they went back to back, didn't they? And I actually thought that not a lot of people mentioned it, but the massive game change for me with Jake Waddle's dropout. To fly that six, we was under the pump, you know, we just conceded back to back tries, they'd gone back downfield, then got a drop out and then Jake Field Jake Waddle so I kicked it sixty metres downfield for feet to knock on. Mm. And then we just saw Breath, you know, got his breath back. We had the ball, and it that was just time. I was calling the stand, just settle down now. It's like you said, let's get into the arm wrestle here. And I think we got Russell back, and then this Westerman scored at 18 0. And you just think it is a tough ass game. This game could easily get away with the young side we had out, but they didn't. You could see that the you know, the, I watched him behind the sticks, and you could see the senior blokes talking to him, Petey and Jones, who were talking. And it was really good to see that they, they didn't panic. You know, you got Will Price at 18, then Russell went off. Men not so Will Price, eighteen-year-old, is leading this team around the field, and it's a big ask. And it was good seeing that he didn't panic here. We trusted that you know. I know what what says it a lot. We trusted the process, and you know, for me, like you said, I kept believing, and I actually believed in you know, the eighteen-year-old yesterday that would would probably come back and win yesterday because Wakefield are not very good side, and 
they're at full strength. You know, we got we had twelve, I think it was ten to twelve first team missing. A lot. I can't follow their effort. Yeah, disastrous start, but they deserve every bit of praise that they get from yesterday's because to come back from 18 down and, and win, you know, could have been a lot better. Bear in mind if I know Will were kicking into the wind, so it were a tough ass on that touchline, but, you know, we missed four kicks, and if he nails them, then we have to win by about 12 points. So we're so quite comfortable in the end, so fair play to the boys for sticking with it, getting to the arm wrestle, believing in what they're doing, coming away with two points. Mate, I was behind one of those kicks, perfectly positioned behind one of those kicks, and he, and he curled it, and it came back and went through. It looked to go through, and they didn't, yeah. and, the, and they flagged it off uh, as if it didn't. So, but I, I thought that went through, but it was a tough one to judge because it went over the sticks rather than through them. But uh, Jake, what do you reckon then? You 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 saw the game. Um, you decided to knock the gym on the head, didn't you? And uh, and stick yeah. with the game. Um, what did yeah, you think? I mean, yeah, I mean, after that last performance at Wakefield earlier in the year, and then we started like that. I just. Straight away, I just thought, here we go. And I do think if Wakefield had just scored again and it had gone to 24 0, I think we would have taken an absolute pasting because as, as heads would have dropped. Um, but like Nat said, there were a couple of game, game changing moments which went our way. Jake Waddle's dropout, uh, the unfortunate incident, well, not fortunate for us, but unfortunate for Innis, um, you know, that um, error from him that led to Samwood's try. Um, just a couple of other little things. I do think Russell uh, was having a bit of a howler, and I think that was a game changer. Not that, you know, Injury is bad, but I do think you know Sam Wood coming on made the made a massive difference to us. Um, I think Russell's head went a little bit after he made you know his kick got charged down, and then he got Simbin. He came on and Fifita and some of the big blokes were tar- targeting him. He missed a couple of tackles, um, and just yeah, I just felt like that would probably a move Watson probably should have made, even if Russell wasn't injured a few minutes later, or if not before that really, because um, I do think that in this particular game, if we just Persevered with Russell and Price would probably would have gone on to lose the game. Um, so I think that were a, a changing moment for the Giants. But, but that's nothing to say, you know, Russell's a young lad, played really well over the last two weeks. He was exceptional last week at Castleford. Um, but he was having a real stinker at the weekend. Sam Wood, on the other hand, when he came on, was absolutely fantastic. Um, his defence, you know, his, even his kicking, which I've questioned in the past. But, you know, like Watson said after the game, we were finding gaps. He were his kicking were exceptional. Um, big props to some at forwards. You know, Yates, it were blowing after 30 minutes, but he just manages to stay on the field. Um, his engine's absolutely unbelievable. Never seen a player with an engine like that. Um, you know, especially when you're coming up against big blokes. You know, when Feeter's coming on for 20 minutes and then going off, and Yates is, you know, dealing with him and dealing with him well. You know, everyone at Wakefield team, you know, for 80 minutes, it's absolutely fantastic. Um you know, I can't fault anyone really other than that. You know, I thought we'd, yeah, as a team, dug in for each other. It was good to see Price. I know Watson said at half-time he'll lead team talk, but I noticed him a few times when, uh, you know, we were behind sticks. Um, and he was like really geeing up, you know, some more senior players and giving them a bit of a ticking off after, I think it was after we conceded his third try, which were quite poor defence. You know, for somebody at 18-year-old to be, uh, you know, leading the way like that speaks volumes, really. Um yeah, happy to get the win. Like Nat said, Wakefield are a bit poor, but, you know, I did think looking at the team sheet, they'd have enough in the tank. And we think we get edged out, but, you know, if Ollie Ashall bot, I thought he were absolutely fantastic at the weekend. You know, and if you, if what Watson's saying is true, that if you have a good game, you keep the shirt. 
I think he deserves to keep the uh, number one shirt for Salford game on Friday. Um, unless Jerry's injured, of course. And then, obviously, Golding comes in and Ash Bock moves to the wing in that case. No, yeah, no, fantastic. I agree. I just want to give a massive shout to Leroy and Chris McQueen because the whole second half, the feet stayed out on that left edge and targeting young Will. And, yeah, Will did a great job on him and I'm not... Give him with any stick here because he did a great job. But McQueen and Leroy really looked after him on that left edge, on that right edge. Sorry, yesterday afternoon, and that's um, the defence from them too. And then Leroy, you know, when it were about five seven minutes to go, with them two getting hands up ball because they back to himself. They were obviously there was looking for the strip, and McQueen and Leroy came in and said, "Give us ball, yeah, I'll look after it." And not so. I just thought, yeah, the way they looked after Will and managed the game at the end, I just think it's a massive, you know, massive part of the back to them too. A touch of class as well, wasn't there, Nate, from uh, Jake Wardle, um, which you know, which helped helped us get back into the game as well. Yeah, fantastic ball, and that just shows what he can do. He's come up with the two, you know, basically you take the Innis area away, he's probably come up with the two big moments of the first half. As I said before, the dropout that went 60 metres, that got us the ball back and just stopped us being under pump on his own line. And that touch of class just to find, get the ball out to Louis because it's an hard thing to do because he's about to, he's about to get hit by the winger as well. He's about to get you know, smashed and he managed to tap it on and it probably just went backwards in our favour. It could have easily knocked that forward. Plenty of people and not that forward in Super League. So, yeah, you know, the centre work that he did there to, to get Louis over in the corner, which, you know, 18-4, he gets back in the game, didn't he? just thought, here we go, if we can go in at 18-10 at half-time, we, we had a chance. And, yeah, took Jake. Yeah, I mean, he's um, people said he's been a bit quiet the last couple of weeks, Jake Waddle, but it's the stuff he does, you know, when he's not making breaks, he carries as well, you know, his, his footwork's unbelievable, and he never gets put on his back, you know, he always manages to make metres after contact, even when he's free for big blocks, you know, tackling him, he's, um, he punches well above his weight as well, because he's not the biggest bloke, you know, centres, you know, you look at some of the centres like Leroy and stuff, and they must have 10 plus kgs on Jake but he's, he's just as strong um, so yeah he's I mean, yeah, brilliant player I said it on here three four weeks ago and I'll keep saying it if we wanted to give someone massive money marking but he's 18 years old and the half-back slash full-back he is and, he's, I, and totally agree and again everyone knows I'm a massive fan of Will and love the lads to bits but Jake's a bit older, he's that special talent. It's people like him and your older heads like your Josh Jones and Luke Yates, you need to build your team around as well. And look, no surprise that NRLs we are it's only gonna get heat up again eventually because I don't think he's actually had a bad game as of this season when in and losing side, he's always been good and he's constantly seven out of ten. So if we want to give anyone this Big marquee money, then forget your Australians and your New Zealands or whatever, and, and give it Jay Warren. Look, I wouldn't be surprised if NRL clubs sniffing around Will Price. <laughs> you know, they, they took Dom Young, and um, you know Dom Young had not really set the Super League alight in the games he'd played. I think he'd only played two games. You know, Will's come in at just gone eighteen, and he's he's been fantastic for the last three or four games. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they were sniffing around him as well. I agree. He's got a big job as Watson on Friday. He's quickly moving. I know we'll discuss the Salford game later, but it's for me, I know he keeps on about pulling Will Price out because we're going to get Cogger and Gasky back soon, but for me, leave one of your senior halfbacks on the sidelines. 
and play Will Price, and that will boost his confidence as yeah. well. You know, and it's keeping first teams out. So, yeah. but obviously, like I said, we'll probably discuss that later on. Yeah. Well, no, for, for me personally, I mean, from that performance, I think you have to go into Friday's game with Sam Wood and uh, Price as your halves, potentially. And if Cogger's coming back from an injury, maybe Cogger starts on the bench. Um, but like I said, yeah, we'll discuss that shortly. Do you guys want to hear some star performance from uh, from the FIFA form website? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, let's go. Right then, guys. So uh, the star performer, uh, the game star. So Joe Greenwood got man of the match. Jake thought you'd uh, thought you'd enjoy that one. Um, yeah, after... no, we, we didn't men- we didn't mention him, but he, he had a very good game as well. You know, um, probably his best game in a giant shirt behind the Wigan performance a few weeks ago. You know, he, I think he'd admit himself. Uh, you know, first six seven games at season, he were well below par, probably where he wants to be. But yeah, he seems to be getting better now, which is great news for for the club. Mm, so it won't be a surprise to know that the star man was Luke Yates, as always. You know, standard. He's, he's currently tackling his way to a player of the season gong, isn't he? Uh, so 128 metres he made, 46 tackles, 16 carries and 100% tackling rate for uh, Luke Yates. Another great performance from from him. The baby-faced assassin, Ollie Ashel Bott, made 183 metres, four tackle busts and 19 carries. Uh, really good performance from Ollie. so I echo what you said earlier. Uh, guys about him uh he uh he really sort of came alive in that game especially after uh after the first 20 minutes uh jake wardle's number three so uh 174 meters by jake 15 carries and 11.6 meter average gain uh, owen trout comes in in fourth uh he had a 96.67 percent tackling rate he only missed one uh and a good average gain of 10.75 and then in comes greenwood uh, Pete's Leroy Kudjo appears as well with 15 carries. Josh Jones in there with uh, 32 tackles as well, and of course Jermaine McGilvery. Jermaine McGilvery made that really important challenge, didn't he, in the corner where Tom Johnston looked like he was maybe going to dive in and touch it down, but uh, Jerry just about managed to bundle him into into touch, and that was such a huge moment in the game as well. Because, like you said, Jake, if they score from that moment, then it's a really yeah, sort of long it- way back. It was. I think. I think rather than the tackle, I think Johnson Johnston made a. Uh, bit of an error going too high it went it went ridiculously high when he didn't need to um, and I think if he'd have gone a little bit lower and gone straight for the line he'd have probably scored but for some reason he's leapt so high in the air and then just and then just let go of the ball um, but 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 nonetheless Jerry uh, obviously put him off as well made a bit of contact which uh, which which added to the cause but yeah that were a turning point in the game as well 100%. so uh, anything stand out Luke Yates you know we I think I think Josh says it. Anything less than seven out of ten from Luke Yates, and you're wondering, you know, if, if he gets a six out of ten, you think he's had a bad game, don't you? He's just so consistent, isn't he? You know, he's a bit of a machine in tackling. You can play him loose. You can probably play him anywhere, can't you? In the forwards, he just he just fits in. You know, he's almost like a an Australian army knife, isn't he? You know, he, he's such a such a good player. You know, doesn't miss a tackle, carries it in. And again, you know, and I make a mention of it again, but you know, at the end of the game, he's there. He's the main one getting photos with fans and stuff, you know, living yeah. living the whole sort of rugby league family thing. So, you know, he's, yeah. when you talk about cultures, you know, and, and bringing good people in, uh, Luke Yates is certainly settled in. And he, for me, he's really come into the club. He's, he's, you know, he's taken to the club and the club have taken to him. And it's such a great piece of business bringing him in. And uh, and long may that continue, yeah. guys. For, for, for yeah, I mean, look, look, for me, he could, get, he could get injured and be out at squad for the rest of the season and he'd still get player of the year for me. He's been absolutely fantastic every week. And like Nat said to me a few days ago, you know, if it looks a bit 
quiet, um, you know, for a game. People seem to think he's had a bad game when, when he hasn't really. You know, he's always 7 out of 10. But he's more near a 10 out of 10 than he is 7 out of 10 most weeks. So, fantastic. And I'm led to believe he's met an English girl over here. So, chances are he'll stick around for a while. Um, the only thing that worries me about Luke is the way he plays. He's a, he's a small bloke in terms of a forward. And can you keep that intensity and the way he plays up for the next, I think it's 26, 25, 26. Could you, can you keep that up into your 30s, you know, early 30s? Will it take its toll on his body? You know, I don't know. Hopefully not. But if he can keep that going, he'll be some player for many years. I mean this in the, in the nicest way possible in case he's listening, but the man is a freak. Like said, the, the, the stuff he puts his body through, he managed to do it for he, I know some weeks he gets breaks, but he can he can do that for eighty minutes every week. Now that says something in your strength and conditioning that he, what he does, and that must show you how hard he must work in training to get his body ready for that every week. You know, never misses a game. I know he's missed one, but that would just not injury. I, no, I can't praise him any more than that. Is is one that we need to keep hold of definitely. I know he's, he's still on the contract for a bit yet, so we're okay. I probably agree with Jake. If he gets injured now, it'd be tough to knock him out of play with you because for me, he's got it already. Mm. The only one other one I think could take him is probably Jonesy. He's just a, he's another one who just seems to be a freak and two excellent pieces of business from what are that beginning of the year to get them over Jordan's. But the one that surprised me, not surprised me, I thought he had a good game when I watched it live and with Golden being injured, he, you know, he did, you know, I thought this is your chance. Oh, I saw but I didn't realise he made that many metres. I knew he made a few tackle busts, but the one player that sticks out to me were the last 10 minutes they put this bomb up and he just leaked out the air and picked it out and then made 20 metres on the back of it just when we, you know, we, they were trying to contest it and get in and get close to us. And he just leaked, took it, made 20 metres and settled it down. And yeah, like I said, if what I was saying that you play while you keep your position, then I'd be surprised if he's out of the 17 yes. come, come Friday night because... You're excellent, he deserves a shot and like I say, he's, he's good on his feet and he can create some it's a bit nifty in he like Will and he can create some out of nowhere, but yeah. He did go down three or four times and I'm just scared that he body can't hack it or something. Yeah. I don't know if he just does it because he's aching or or what I don't know and I hope not, but um like I say, for fingers crossed I hope Jerry's okay. Yeah. If not, wouldn't surprise seeing him up being a golden at full bar. No, Jerry looked in a bad way three or four times in that game and I remember it first half um, after about 20 minutes and he was just holding his nose like that as if to say I'm in agony and he were hobbling and you know and then he'd come back into the line and it just looked like he was in pain all the game and I think Watson said didn't he in an interview he had had an, an injection recently just to get through pain in his ankle but then he got a, a bump to his hip but he really really shocked if he lines up on Friday you know he went down two or three. Right, at some point, we might just have to give him a week or so off, you know, to keep him, well, say fresh. Obviously, not fresh, but you know, just to keep it, keep, just look after him a little bit because we talk about looking after younger blokes. But you know, if we keep letting Jerry play, for, we've got not, not got much to play for this year now, really. Have we? I know people think we can still make an outside chance of a playoff spot. I still think that's unrealistic. You know, do we get to the point where we're like, right, we're safe, we've got his processes in? You know, do we give another somebody else a chance on wing like Ollie Ashalt and let Jer- Jerry get him sent right, ready for next year when when it really matters? Um, 
you know, but at the same time, Jerry's probably looking at it thinking, I've scored however many, seven tries in three games, is it? Um, I'm going up that leaderboard of tries. I want to get further up there. Keep me in the team. I want to score as many as possible. <laughs> Difficult yeah, one. The, the players, they, they want to play, don't they? So, um, but I think if you're going to arrest him, then, yeah, I don't, I'm not giving Solfer any, any sort of stick here. They're a good team and they're obviously capable of being us, but I probably would rest him because for me, like Seth, as a fan's point of view, I know Watson and that kind of thing. Like, but forget Salford game. Next Thursday, our big game. It's a chance to the double over them lot that we don't like from across the M62. And I know I'll get bragging rights at home if we can do double over them. So rest everyone this Friday. I don't care about the Friday. Let's tomorrow make sure they're all fit for Leeds and let's go over and beat them all again. Okay. Right, guys. Um... We've got the bonus this week of, of not win but two wins, as we said at the start. And uh, I was on holiday last week, so um, I didn't get a chance to uh, witness this. But there was a, a very, very good performance against Castleford, uh, whereby, you know, I think, Jake, you mentioned on a couple of occasions, you couldn't see us uh, scoring uh, too many points, uh, you know, sort of scoring, you know, into the 20s. But 34 points away at Castleford, Jake, that's um, it's a good yeah. performance. Yeah, I don't think it's... I wouldn't say it was the greatest performance in the world. You know, Cass had a very young side out. A lot of academy players, you know, they were suffering with COVID. And you, just, you can only look at the team selection the week after when they beat Leeds compared to what it was against us. You know, saying that we still have to turn up there and win. Something we failed to do in past, you know, when teams have had players missing. So, you, you know how you would when you're at home and you're, you know, you're down the side and you can sort of see everything. Um, so it's hard to say really who had a bad game. Game, what a good game! Um, but yeah, it's good, good, good to get the win. I've not watched the game back yet. Uh, maybe I will do. Maybe I won't. Um, you know, there were points in the game. McShane's try. You know, referee give it clear as daylight to us behind sticks that, that want a try. But you know, no hesitation in giving it. You know, like I said, his heads could have gone down at that point again. Which in past that they have done. You know, when something's not gone our way, but we stuck to it, um, grinded out a win. Uh, made tough work of it at times. You know, cast were better than I expected. Some of their young lads, um, you know, give themselves a bit of a pat on the back because they stood up for stood up in times and then games. Um, McShane's a class act. You know, we'll give him a bit of stick behind the sticks, but you know, when you've still got a player like McShane in your team. He's always going to do good stuff and he's always threatening with ball near line. Um, but yeah, you know, our lads, Trouty, Ollie Wilson, you know, they're just getting better with game time. Especially Trout, who's really surprised me this year. I thought he were quite good at, um, at, at Castleford, sorry. I think he said in, in an interview this week, you know, he was sore. But he could have fooled me on uh, against um, Wakefield because he, he looked good again at the weekend. So, you know, these lads, like Watson says, they keep playing well. They'll keep the shirt. Yeah, just uh, I was quite just a bit unfortunate for Ashall Bot at Castleford because I know his partner George Stanway, who uh, had been competing for GB over in Japan, had literally got off a plane and come to watch him straight away, and then unfortunately he didn't he didn't get on field to play. So a bit unfortunate for him because I was I was hoping that uh, Watson would give him ten fifteen minutes at back end at game, but cost game were quite close with about 20 minutes to go he probably just decided to uh, stick with what we had yeah uh, I was there again like I said I thought, it were, I thought the first half were a professional performance we didn't actually look to be honest I think it sounds no respect to Castleford because like Jake said you know, look at the team selection they had a few young lads but I don't think we came out of second game in the first half and 
we sort of seem to be easing in. Like I said, Leroy ran some great landscapes, two tries, and fair play to Will for picking him out. And yeah, we just looked to ease in and thought, second half, it got a bit messy from both teams. I thought we sort of dropped to standards. You know, that's what happens when one team's bad, you sort of drop your standards, don't you, in a bit. And, you know, we have a lot of young lads in this team, so I sort of expected it to happen and it could have happened. And it did, but then it seemed to be the last, like I said, 15 minutes, we got his head back on, so right, let's go and seal this game now. Let's go win this game. Um, I thought, I know, like I say, probably didn't have the greatest of afternoons if we could only play 10 minutes yesterday, but I thought Ollie Russell were outstanding Monday night at Castleford. He, he was probably the best player on pitch, to be fair, and probably definitely the best half on the pitch. And when you've got Paul McShane playing half-back as Man of Steel and Ollie Russell at 22-23 saying, yeah, I'm, you know, what best half on field. It does a bit of plaudits and a bit of credit and Best player as whole. Yeah, he was. He was. Well, and he was well, best player. For me, one hundred percent the best player at Castleford, and he totally ran the show all game. And he did deserve credit for that. And like I said, Trout keeps impressing. Hewitt is the one that just keeps impressing. Um, Hewitt's not getting massive minutes at the minute, I don't think. But you know, he's being only can team making a difference in the team when he plays. So he's the one that probably keeps players. What has got their decisions? But yeah, professional performance. Um, we didn't know if it was good to be back at an away end watching the boys and having a laugh and giving the opposition some stick. Um, the you... one lad I will give a shout out to Casford is probably that came Rob. Um, he looks about 10 and he defended <laughs> in the middle and our forwards picked him out every time on that Monday, on Monday night and you know what, he kept getting up and he kept bouncing up and he kept going and you know, I bet it was sort of Tuesday morning but he deserves a bit of plaudits because he did he wasn't very big and like I said Wilson and that kept picking him out and he just kept bouncing up and going again fair play to the kid do you want to know statistically who our better players were then yeah go for it no right. idea for this game to be honest <laughs> no idea but I'll guess that Luke Yates made plenty of meters what a surprise Luke Yates again is top yeah. of the charts 97% tackling uh, 206 meters which yeah. is which is huge uh, six tackle busts. Yeah, that's phenomenal. That. Six tackle yeah. busts, thirty-three tackles, two clean breaks, eighteen carries, and eleven point four four average gain. You know, he's he's just like you say, the guy's a machine, isn't he? He's a freak. <laughs> Do you know what? If he keep if he keeps this up, I wouldn't be surprised if some NRL clubs came back sniffing at Luke Yates. Saying, Who should support NRL clubs sniffing our players? I know, it's like yeah, Jake's on commission over there, isn't he? Yeah. No, no, but, you know he's a, you know he's still a young lad, really. You know how many times you know some of the other forwards that of similar age or a year below, we still look at, look at them as young lads. Whereas Yates is twenty six, and we don't talk about him as a young lad because he's so good. But in theory, he's you know in terms of being a prop or a, you know loose forward, he's got quite a long career ahead of him, hasn't he? You know he's a yeah, exactly. He'll do well to top this year. Ashton Golding was second, by the way, 179 metres, eight tackle busts, 16 carries, uh, 11.19 metres gain. Uh, Nathan Peets, 97.96 tackling, 48 tackles, two assists, 12 metres average gain, which is decent. And Jake Wardle, as well, as always, five tackle tackle busts, uh, almost 14 metres in terms of gain, 139 metres overall. And then that's backed up with Chris McQueen, Jerry, Leroy. Leroy's quite consistently been in the top five, you know, top, top six as well the last couple of weeks, which is great to see Leroy uh, showing yeah. there's uh, there's plenty of life left in him as well. Uh, and Sam Wood, Sam Wood's appeared a couple of times as well. So fair play to Sam Wood. You know he's not put his yeah. feet up at all. You know with a move to Hull KR, and he, I thought he played well yesterday. And 
you know, 30 tackles and four busts against uh, Castleford. So, you know, he's he's uh, he's showing what he can do as well. So Nathaniel Petteru uh, rounds that up as well with a good 115 metres. So um, Ollie Russell, uh, 100% kicking as well. So, you know, we'll throw, you, you mentioned Ollie did quite yeah. well. And, and no, he, did, he, did, he did have a good game at Castleford. Um, you know, we point out what sometimes when players have done bad, but, you know, he did, um, he was excellent and he was, again, it was the game before that as well. But you know, just had a little bit of a dip at the weekend, which you expect at that age. To be fair, yeah. So it's how we, it's how we respond from that now. Yeah. Um, he obviously won't play Friday night because he was referring his egg test. But you know, when he, when he comes back in after that, it's probably how we respond from that. Having the greatest afternoons yesterday, um, and he probably knows that deep down. Like I say, knowing from what I know of him from the academy, and I spoke to him last night about just trying to find out how he won. He's all right. Um, he'll bounce back. He's a, he's a level of the guy. He's a good kid, and you know I'm 100 sure that he'll he'll bounce back for a good game when he next gets his chance. And you know you could see before that like, his confidence is growing massively by playing every week. So that's all he's asked for is a run. And I think the more he goes on in this run of games, he's getting the more the more he's playing well. And that's sort of the ability that I know that he had from the academy. And, mm. I'm just glad he's transferred now on first team duties now and people are starting to see the real Russ. I like him, mate. I, I genuinely do. I do like Ollie Russell. Like, there's there's something about him I just quite I quite like. He's he's quite a smooth player, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think I think where people get a bit a bit hasty sometimes is look at players like Will Price and compare him to Russell and I think I've been guilty of that myself, you know. But what we forget is Will Price is an exceptional with the potential to be a superstar. Russ is never, and he'll probably say himself, he's never going to be a superstar, but he's a hard worker and could be if he keeps going a good Super League. Whereas a potential superstar, he's got the speed, the strength, you know. Yeah, the difference between him is Will's flashy, Russ isn't, you know, Will will step and. Then Russ in that sort of no, half, no, Russ no. is your organiser. He's got the flair, hasn't Will he? Playing. They are two separate halves. And like Jason, I think a lot of our fans do try and compare him, but the two completely different halfbacks. Kevin Sinfield was well, he's the, one of the best players to ever grace Super League, but he's not like a Will Price either. He made a career doing what Will, what Ollie Russ does, and that's some of the Ollie will look up to. I have everyone knows from day one I've been his biggest fan at Giants, and I'm still sure that if we... You know, if you actually use him right, like Watson is in game going, it will be a very good Super League half. Your price is more of a like Jake Truman type halfback, isn't it? Yeah. But but you look at Truman now, and people keep saying how young he is. He's 23, and I believe he might even be 24 this time. So you know, he's he's getting to the point where he's not that young. You know, and you've got Price coming in at 18, and you've got to say, you know, what he's done at that age is still phenomenal. You know, and uh, he's rightly getting the uh, plaudits he deserves on Sky Sports, and but you just don't want it to go to his head, and hopefully won't. You know, with with Leon, his dad will probably keep him grounded. Mm. Um, you know, and even after games, you can see how much it means to him because he's won it first over to fans every time. Yeah, he's, he's going loud as well, doesn't he? And yeah, and uh, like you know, he came over to us on after the cast game. Since we're speaking about it, you know, Russ and him both came over to me after the game and. And thanks us for coming over like it's a Monday night and they knew they understood it. Like Will understood this. You know, it's not easy for fans to turn up on a Monday night after work and you know, guy didn't get home until quarter to twelve and have work next day and stuff and then but we do it and Will recognises that and he came over and fist pumped and said thanks for coming, mate and 
you know, again, he's straight in. Look at him yesterday when we won, he were trying to tell the crowd to get loud as we were all singing and, and clapping and that's the sort of energy that he brings. Jo- Jones is quite good at doing that too, in, in it? Josh Jones, he loves getting crowd going yeah. as well. You know, and I think we've missed that over the last, you know, few seasons as well because we haven't really had any players that have done that. You know, whether it's just personalities, some are a bit shy. You know, Jake Waddle comes across as a bit of a shy character in person. Um, you know, but we missed some, you know, some real characters in the team, which you think, you know, and at the moment they looked all compliment, compliment each other well. You know, and I think Price has added to that. Um, you know, he seems well liked by a lot of players. They all speak highly of him. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm sure um, they'll keep his feet on the ground and keep working hard for the team. More interesting. I don't know if anyone saw it in the photos on Instagram. Um, apprentice, and I think that's really good. Leroy I just, you know, as probably, you know, he's captain at the minute with Bruno being out. That probably taking him to one side and saying, "Look, will." And I'm not sure what the conversation was. This is me only guessing, but probably showing him what he did well and where he, what what can improve. And I think that's a great picture to see that our all players are are sitting down with these younger lads who are making their way and saying, "Look, lads, you know, this is where we need to go. You're doing well." And I think it was a really good photo to show. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, and they'll probably get a lot of that at home as well, which is good because uh, how many you know young players can have a you know go home to somebody that of that much of a good player, you know, for advice as well. So you know, he's heading in the right direction, that's for sure. You know, and you've got to give props to you know Leroy and other players, um, you know, bringing these lads through. You know, Leroy will just feel through and through. You know, I personally, after all my hands up, I thought he was finished. You know, I've said it before, but you know, last few weeks he's getting better. And at the moment, I don't see how you can bring Lutelli back in on Friday. What was mentioned is back, but, you know, Leroy's done quite well at the centre. I don't like seeing him on wing, you know. So if players play well and they keep the shirts, I expect both them centres to keep the shirt on Friday. Um, so, yeah, selection headaches again, which is good, you know, because we haven't had that over recent weeks. So Roll us, in, roll us into Salford then, Jake. You know. Roll us in there. Tell us what you would do and um, and, you know, what side you would go for and finish with a prediction on it. Yeah, I mean, I'd give Jerry a rest on Friday. I think it's evident he needs a game, um, you know, get him right for that. Potentially, it depends how fit Cogger is. You know, I've heard Cog, you know, Watson's described Cogger as a bit like Luke Yates, as a bit of a workhorse in training. He's got endless energy, you know, fitness levels are through the roof. You know, if he's coming straight back and he's going to be fit, properly, you know, really fit to play, I'd probably start potentially start Cogger with Will Price and see how he does there but I do think that be harsh on Sam Wood so for me I'd go with Cogger on bench and I'd start we don't know why he missed uh, the other day um, I'd probably move Ash Bot to wing um, in place of Jerry but again that's harsh because he played really well at fullback um, but you know it's probably more suited to wing than Golden and if Golden's back for Friday he comes back in and that's the only changes I'd make to be honest with you um, don't think we picked up any injuries other than that, did we? I think Leroy went off once for a dot, came back on, and apart from that, just Russ. Um, apart from that, I think we were pretty good on injury front. So, you know, English potentially comes back in for Wilson, maybe. Give Ollie Wilson a rest, ready for Leeds game. I, d- I don't know, but I think that'd still be pretty harsh on him because he's been playing well, especially starting games as well, you know, going up against likes of to Tanganoa. Uh, so, yeah, not too many changes, but 
yeah, fully expecting us to to beat Salford. Some sad news today: Mossop's retired for them. You know, he's always played well against us for Salford, and he's a hell of a player. So, you know that that's sort of in in our favour. They've been absolutely appalling in recent weeks. You know, um, we've got to be going there to pick up the points, really. Um, 26-12, I'll go with. Giants win. First time in a while. <laughs> nice. What you, Nat? I'm glad I'm sat down when you just said that. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I think you've got options. So if Jerry's not playing, just... Doing dribble, just say he's not playing because he's injured at centre, which he has done before. Do you watch doing and play Golden at fullback, or do you move Stan Wood back out to the ring and bring Cobb the Aspil? So he has three options. It'll all depend on which way he wants to go. Um, I should imagine that Cogger or Gaskell start in the half alongside Price. Um, if Wood don't get moved to the wing, there, I think Wood will find his spot on the bench again as that utility in case anything happens. Um, I would bring Golden back in to best, um, as good as Oshar bought one. I do like him. Like I said, probably going to go on the wing. If Probably my option will be Golden for my bot wing um, if it were coming down to it. Um, unless Warlord or the rest, I don't think I'd bring Latelli another week off just in case. Probably my English back. You know, if any of always need a rest, then you can rest there. Um, if not, if much I don't want it to be. I think it might be Samuel that would miss out. Yeah. In the thing, I think you get the. I think Sam will get the nod over Samuel just because of the utility value that Wood can bring in the backs, in the halves, in the forwards. Um. So yeah, I probably go Golden, Ashalbot, Leroy, Wardle, Louis, Price, Cogger in your backs, and I think there's enough flair and pace and power in there to do a job on. Thing. Um, I'm glad Jay mentioned Lee Mossop. It's really sad thing goes. He's a very very good player. Um, don't really like to see players retiring due to injury so it is sad and fingers crossed like say he's got something planned for the next stage of his life and people around him because he will find it difficult so um, good luck to Lee Moss in his, net, in his future in the next venture in life um, but yeah even if Jake's going the winner you know I, we all know I'll go the win because I'll back the boys to go so I'll say it's going to be 24-16 um, Tordersfield and hopefully we're not 16-0 down we don't have to work his way back in here hopefully we can start well this week which I'm sure we will I'm going to go 18-14 I like that team now just to mention as well like possibility if Gasky's back then and goal is not fit he can move Gasky to full back and I saw Bond to wing so you know if Cogger, Gasky, Latella are all fit and back fit then He's got plenty of options in that yeah. back line now, now where to go, aren't he? So yeah. I'd be interested to see which way he goes. Um, I'm not sure all three will play. No, I, I don't think he can I think bring Gaskell and Cogger back in and put them both in halves. So I think that would be really, uh, you know, a bit harsh on yeah, Price. Yeah, not really harsh on Price. I think just playing all them three is risky. Yeah. You know, if two of them three go down injured in the game, yeah, I know someone's great utility, way, but you lose two subs then, don't you? So... I think you probably need to bring two of them back and that's the option. I'd probably say Latelli will bring me brought back on one of the halves. Like I say, I think I'd like to see how Will Price does next against a proper searing, you know, seasoned half by like Cogger or Gaskell. Um, for me, Gaskell's leaving, so I'd probably Cogger get first crack as he's still contracted next year. But yeah, I'd go with that. Um, but yeah, Giants by eight and we'll make it four wins in a row full of confidence. 
Very good. I'm going to go. I, I like the team that you, you mentioned, uh, Nat. I'm not going to deviate from that too much. Uh, I'm going to go a bit closer, though. I think I think Giants will win, but 18 14, I'm going to go for. Um, I think Salford always get up, don't they? For, you know, I think the Ian Watson factor and Salford do generally want to put one over on us, don't they? So I'm I'm gonna go oh. for I'm gonna go for it been a tight game but uh, a bit of Watto revenge this time and uh eighteen four. Just about to say that that again what Jake says that they haven't been the best lately and a lot of softens are this time, but let me tell you now we are gonna be yeah. facing a completely different soft yeah. side than any other team in Super League does. The Sulfur fans will be they'll be loud and I should imagine it'll be eighty minutes of getting on Ian Watson's back trying to get at Watto because they also don't like it for one reason or another. And I'll be there. I'm, and I am going and hopefully we can get the win and Walker can get his revenge. And I hope actually Walker can get to the game and, you know, sees us because we will show him that we know we are. We, You know, Salford Mice may probably will sing some nasty things about him and stuff and say some nasty things like calling him a snake and that. But as long as he knows that the Clarence go faithful, we've got his back and we're all behind him, so... Um, but yeah, be a totally different soft I was facing, but I'm still backing the boys to get the victory. And I think that's probably a good place to end the podcast. So thanks to everybody for getting involved. Thanks for listening. And uh, apologies, I think there's been some technical gremlins and glitches in and amongst this recording as well. So hopefully next week will be a little bit better uh, when Josh is back. Uh, so thanks again for it, guys. Thanks, Nate. Thanks, uh, Jake. And uh, we'll hopefully be uh, singing this victory song again uh, next week. 